Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Taking a Stance on Sports. I am your host, Austin Stance. We have a really special episode here for you today because we got our guest host here with us, the creator and host of the Freelds Daily Show, Freelds Daily. How are you, man? I'm great, and I'm very happy to be here. I show. Oh, absolutely, man. We're so happy to have you on board. You know, I've listened to your show multiple times. I'm a fan of it myself. Definitely uh, love getting uh, your take on the uh, NFL and things of that nature. So kind of give us an idea of, you know, what fans and stuff like that can expect, because I I definitely want to get my some of my fans out there on your side as well and have them download your podcast because you got some awesome content, man. I appreciate it. So with the Brills Daily Show, we're all about the NFL, news going around the NFL. It's year-round, and you know, naturally right now we're focusing a lot on the draft since the draft is next week. Um, I'm on your show today, and we have a special guest on, on the Brills Daily Show on Tuesday. And then our normal show is on Thursdays, but you know we try to work it in, especially if there's like current events going on or, or if there's – uh, hot topics going on. We want to we want to go ahead and cover those rather than waiting until Thursday. And this again, it's year round, so it, it's going to be anything going uh, during the regular season. It's going to be a lot of stats that's going on, how teams need to improve based off of what they started out with, that kind of deal. And then you know, in the off season, is just about how what they need in the free agency and the draft. Yeah, man, I got to say that that is probably my favorite part about your show is um, being able to follow you through free agency in the offseason. I feel like you cover that so well. You stay on top of everything. And I mean, sometimes your show is what I go to before I even you know see anything uh, on my phone or anything like that. Nice. And I stay on top of everything. You know, I have co-host Sean F. Smith most of the time and our homework uh, throughout the week and and again doing doing the hot topics it's just something that we really i mean it's almost like it's a second job you know we really want to keep everybody up to date on all the current events and everything that's going on in the news we try to stay away from the uh i would i would for lack of better words uh drama in the league we don't really focus too much on that we did hit a couple of special episodes on like the brian flores investigation and in lawsuit but we don't really try to dip too much into that we want to stick straightly or or strictly to the nfl and and the football and what's going on with that and each of the teams yeah no i totally agree and i think you guys do a great job of that and uh we got a lot of football here today um like uh frields have mentioned the the draft is next week we're only four days away from the nfl draft so I know people are ramping up and getting ready to uh, see their favorite teams take their picks. Most of all, I mean, I got to say, out of all the drafts this year, I feel like fan-wise, this is probably going to be one of the less entertaining drafts over the years just because you don't have, you know, your Joe Burrows and Patrick Mahomes and things like that. I think that there's definitely some high-quality talent in there. But these days, you know, teams are looking for uh, their teams to get a, a star quarterback if they don't have one already. And unfortunately, in the draft this year, there just isn't a ton of quarterback talent. Exactly. And and actually, I think this is going to be the sixth year. There's only been five seasons in the last 20 years that a, a non 
quarterback position has been drafted number one. And I think this year is going to be the, the, the sixth year of that happening. And I know that you, you and I had talked and you had mentioned that uh, Sam Howell, you thought maybe that would be the first pick or the first quarterback taken. It, so my take on that is I've been looking at Sam Howell for the Pittsburgh Steelers this entire time, but they have been looking at other quarterbacks and, that doesn't mean that they're going to pick a quarterback in the first round, but in all honesty, with how heavy the, the offense and the defense is stacked this year, with with the, the draft, I think that uh, he's a, a very likely pick for the Steelers, but I don't know. Maybe they want to go a different route. Yeah, I mean, I, I do kind of agree with you on that. Um, you know, I do think that either Sam Howe or Malik Willis is definitely going to be um, – one of the first to go off the board. I think between those two, um, between Pittsburgh and Miami and, and Seattle, I feel like one of those guys has to go after one of these quarterbacks, um, especially Seattle. That's that's kind of where uh, my stance is. I feel like if they're not going to go after Malik or, or if Malik's already off the board, then Seattle is going to have to go after Sam Howell for sure. I would agree with that part of it, and and I was going to say that Malik Willis, I think, would be a more likely pick based just based off of like how their dynamics are, and that's that's why I was kind of leaning towards Sam Howell with the Steelers, just because it seems like the the type of quarterback that they're looking for and the the style of play. Uh, I did see that you mentioned before that he leaves the pocket a little bit too soon, but I think that that's something that Mike Tomlin can can educate him and teach him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that this guy has a future in the NFL, no doubt. I think his weakness is that he has some short reads and leaves the pocket a little bit early. And that kind of gives me those Johnny Manziel vibes where he didn't have the best success with that in the NFL. But, um, you know, he still made some strong plays. But I think in this era of the NFL, if you can have mobility, you're going to be one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, Russell Wilson's been doing it now for what ten years, and he's still one of the top tier quarterbacks in the game. I agree, but you also have to have so you want to have mobility, but you don't want to depend on the mobility, and that's that's where I see quarterbacks failing in the NFL is when they start depending on the mobility. So they and you know mix, you know if you're leaving the pocket too early, that means you're making a, a, a quick adjustment and you're not you're not finding your targets, so you just leave the pocket and start running. And that's where they get into trouble. That may work for a year or two, but you could see now with the Ravens, that's not working so well for them. Or even the Eagles, that's not working so, so well for them either. I mean, they, they need some time in the pocket to make a choice. And then if they have that four, five, six seconds and they still haven't made a play, then yeah, go ahead, leave the pocket and go. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that because the transition between college football and NFL football is just so drastic that, you know, I know a lot of the teams, you, you might get lucky where, you, like you said, you come in for a year, you have a really good season, maybe even two if you're really lucky. But after the NFL guys have seen you for a while, I mean, let's let's be honest, you, these are professional athletes. They're out there paid to go against you, you know, and I feel like they are going to make those adjustments, whether it's the first year, the second year, the third year. So, as a quarterback, you're going to have to make those adjustments as well. And like you were saying, stay in the pocket. Um, don't rely on that mobility. Because, I mean, Sam Howell, to be honest, has 
probably one of the strongest arms that I have seen in quite some time. He almost gave me like uh, Jay Cutler vibes when it comes to arm strength. You know, uh, he can definitely sling it, no doubt. Right. But as for Malik Willis, when I compare those two, kind of, and I'll tell you something that was a comparison for me when I was looking at them. Sam Howell has a ton of speed, and Malik Willis, no doubt, can still have that mobility, but I feel like he had a little bit more strength in, in the pocket and a little bit more patience. And when I see him run, I almost get running back vibes. I mean, the guy it has you know thighs that are like refrigerators, and in the NFL, I'm almost getting like a Cam Newton vibe from him. If he can make that work, I think he will have a lot of success my fear is that if a team like Seattle takes him, then you're going to be looking at, you know, maybe he doesn't have the progression that you would hope because he really doesn't have anyone to learn from there. You have Drew Locke, Geno Smith. I mean, those aren't guys that have had a ton of success in the NFL. Right. And you you mentioned his size and, and you know, 6'1", 215 pounds. That, that's definitely almost like the verge of, of a running back uh, style especially nowadays. And yeah, I would agree, but I, I think that going to Seattle, I think that he would be coached more by the actual coaches and they have had success with, with their players. I mean, Russell Wilson didn't really have much to come in with either, but he still succeeded. He, he still took charge and, and made things happen. So, and, and it's really just about like the, the, the coaching staff above you and, 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 you know, whoever, is working with you and, and they work with other players throughout the league as well. It's not just your team. So that's another good thing, you know, just like um, Kaepernick has been doing lately. I mean, I know he's not in the league right now, but you know, he's working with multiple players and, and they want him to succeed. So it, the same thing happens with, with every NFL team and, and player, you know, in the off season, they, they work with other people as well. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, I think that there's there's not a lot of teams out there that can say, hey, we have the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers that you can learn from. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, to me, not only has a success because he had a lot of great coaches in Green Bay, but he also had Brett Favre. And when you combine those two together, you know, you get a star quarterback. But not every team's going to be that lucky, and that's where – the coaching staff is going to have to pick up that slack and help him um, point out those flaws where he can make those adjustments. Uh, and I think that, like you were saying, Seattle definitely does have the coaching staff to do it. Um, do you think that by him going to Seattle, he'll have, if he did go to Seattle, do you think he would have enough weapons behind him? They're in a, a complete rebuild right now. I, I know. I don't think that they would have the weapons this season. I, I think that he would be in a, a kind of a training, good luck, uh, get out there and, and, and learn kind of deal. Um, just because, I mean, they've lost so many players and they haven't really been doing that great the last couple years. And obviously why, you know, Russell Wilson's not with them anymore. Uh, and, and it's just, you look at them and that's the only thing you can think is just complete rebuild. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I got to say that, you know, Colorado has definitely made uh, some big 
big changes, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. But do you think that um, anyone's going to be trading up uh, fairly quickly to get one of these quarterbacks? Do you think there's going to be kind of a fight there because of how little talent that there is? So that leads me to to actually another topic that you had talked about as far as trading up to that number one pick for Aiden Hutchinson um, from Michigan. Uh, I I don't think that anybody's – they might trade up, but it's not going to be like the top ten kind of deal because when you look at the top ten picks, you know, Jacksonville I don't think is, is – is, they're, they're the number one, and I don't think that they're going to give up that pick because I think that they, they also need an edge rusher. So they've put – they've gone all in in free agency – stacking up the offense so now they need to work on defense and they can work on it a little bit cheaper by because there's so much talent on the offense and defensive line and 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 the secondary in the draft so i don't think that they're gonna go anywhere with that uh as far as like somebody going in for a quarterback i i I, honestly i don't think unless the steelers pick a quarterback in the first round I don't think that there's going to be a quarterback drafted in the first round. That's my opinion. Even because there's not that big of a class. I mean, you you have what three or four quarterbacks that are that are even being questioned, presumably. So, like, they're probably still going to be there in the second round. So, yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. This is probably the best pass rushing class that we have seen in decades. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, between Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau alone, I mean, Hutchinson finished the season last year with 14 sacks, breaking the school record and still finished in second in Heisman voting as well. I mean, if he doesn't go number one, I'll kind of be surprised. Right. Right. And even if, even if, I mean, the Lions can use him as well, but I was leaning more towards the Browns. I, I would think that the Browns, would want to trade up if they were going to do that. But I just don't, I don't see Jacksonville with what they did in free agency. I don't see them giving up that first pick. I mean, unless they got something just tremendous, but why lose such a solid pick just to, you know, just to give up that first round pick. Okay. We're going to give you what two second rounds, a third round. And it's not worth it to me. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, and I mean, they got the quarterback that they wanted. Uh, like you said, they had been building on that offense. And to have a guy like Aiden Hutchinson is like having that another face of the franchise. I mean, Jacksonville, like you said, if, if they let that go, that would almost be a slap in the face to Aiden by saying that, hey, we think that you know your value is these players. And I really just don't think that there's that package in the NFL that anyone's willing to give up to get Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, and, and the only rush edge rusher that they signed so far is Arden Key, which is a solid sign, uh, but they're still, they still need to fill the offensive tackle role. They still need to fill the, the edge role. So, I mean, it's, it's a situation where I think that's what their primary focus is in the draft because they spent so much in the free agency for their offense. Yeah, and like we were just talking about, this is probably the best defensive class that we've seen. And if Jacksonville really wants to build their defense, this is the year to do it. 
So by letting stuff like that go with a few trades, I don't think would be worth it either because I feel like they have a huge opportunity where, you know, do I think that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender this year? No, but I definitely think that within the next five years, we will see the Jaguars in the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, and they pretty much have the first pick in the first three rounds. They, so round one, they have the first pick. Round two, they have the first pick. Round three, they have the first pick. So, I mean, they're, they're sitting good as far as picks-wise. And, again, round four, actually, they have the, the first pick as well. So, I mean, they're... I highly believe that they're going to be focusing on nothing but defense in the, in the draft. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised to see that. And I feel like Kansas city is going to have a lot of work to do in the draft this year. I know that their GM has strictly said that they are not in a breakdown rebuild process. They said, I believe to quote him, he said, when you have a guy like Mahomes, you are never in a rebuilding phase. And while I can understand what he's trying to get across there, but I feel like they made a lot of big moves by getting rid of Tyreek Hill and not re-signing Tyron Matthews. And I feel like that's going to hurt them in the long run if they can't get what they want out of the draft this year. Yeah, I mean, when you when you get rid of Tyreek Hill and and essentially replace him with Juju, I mean, Juju's a good uh, wide receiver, but at the end of the day, he's not going to make plays and doesn't have near the speed that Hill has. And I can't understand why Matthew hasn't been signed by any team yet. I, I mean, that, that just blows my mind. I was really thinking that the, the Las Vegas Raiders should go after him. And he's not even looking for money. That's not even an issue. And, and in fact, he went on record saying he kind of got depressed when they said that they weren't going to sign him. And I know yeah. that right now he's in New Orleans, which is his hometown. He's visiting family right now. And I don't know if they, you know, New Orleans has talked to him, but I, I know that there was talks about them trying to go after him and bring him home. And the fact that he's not even really going for this large contract, he just wants to play football and, and have a home. Uh, and he thought that was Kansas City, but we'll see. Yeah, I think that. You know, I heard the same thing where, you know, he was willing to take the hometown discount. He just wanted to be a chief. And the fact, like you said, that every team in the NFL is not jumping for this. I feel like there's either I feel like there's either a backstory going on that we're not hearing about or teams just aren't making a smart decision by going after him. Because like you said, him being at home in New Orleans, if you know he's there why not just go have a conversation with the guy? Absolutely. And and I talked about this in my last show and I just don't understand. I looked as much as I possibly could into like, whether is there injuries? Is there, he, he said he just wanted to spend some time with his family. So he was taking it slow, uh, but literally there's no rumors, no talks, no anything from any teams that is, even worth mentioning really. I mean, yeah, he's talked to a couple teams, but it's been more of like a phone conversation or like an agent conversation. It, it just, it, it blows my mind the, the the caliber of player that he is at his position. Why would you not go after him? Especially if he's not looking for a big contract. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, like you said, it just it doesn't make sense. I feel like there there is a, like I said, there's either got to be a backstory behind it or somebody is just, somebody is not making the right call here because he, to me, in my opinion, is one of the best defenders in the game. Absolutely. No question. Now, as for Tyreek Hill and staying on Kansas City, what have you heard and what do you know about Jamin Williams? Jameis Williams? Yeah, Jameis Williams. What do you know about him? Do you? I mean, do you think he would be a good replacement for Tyreek Hill? Is that something that you think that Kansas City should go for? No, I don't. I think that they're going to go for a few receivers in the draft. I don't think that they're they're going to be after anybody uh, in free agency. And going back to what you said a second ago, as far as like having, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, nothing's a rebuild. Well, Look at their season last year. They started off slow, or not just last year, the last three years. They start off slow, and then they pick it up. And, you know, I get it. He's no no comparison to, you know, uh, a Tom Brady where you can make any court, or, uh, receiver solid. It doesn't matter who you put out there. He's definitely not a Tom Brady. He's definitely not. And Aaron Rodgers, the same kind of deal. You know, you, it doesn't matter who you have on the receiving core. He's going to make you good. That's not how it works. That's definitely not how it works in Kansas City. I, I think that they're going to go for somebody in the draft that they can mold and and play well with with Mahomes. Because Mahomes is one of those guys that we were talking about earlier, too, that's, that's he relies on being mobile. If I can't if I can't make a play in, on the on the pass, then I'm gonna go run. And you know that I, to me, that's coming to an end, which is why I think that th- the last couple seasons, it's like, yeah, you you might compete a little bit, but you're not you're not the you're not the uh, the powerhouse anymore. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I'm one of those guys, and this is something I talked about on one of my previous shows that I'm not a huge Mahomes fan. It just I never was. I mean, even when the Bears didn't take him and and me being from Chicago, yeah, I was kind of hurt by it, you know, after seeing all the success that he had. But I, to me, I just kind of, I don't like his attitude. That's just me. I know he, he, he thinks that his stuff doesn't stink. He knows that. And I feel like what you were saying is that teams are starting to make adjustments. And that's probably why you're starting to see these slower starts to the season because he thought he could get away with these, you know, gunslinger passes, you know, sidearm passes, no look passes. And they're starting to catch on to that. They're starting to react to those now. And I feel like if we see him have a a sharp decline in the next couple of years, it won't be a surprise to me because I definitely feel like, I mean, we're talking about, like we said before, professional athletes that are paid to go against you. They're going to figure out a way to get to you. And you're going to have to try to figure out how to make a way around that. But I don't know if he's going to have the mindset to do that. Right. Going on uh, to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I mean, how crazy was that this offseason? I was blown away. When when Russell Wilson left Seattle and, and signed with the Broncos, now he they still have a lot to deal with. But, I mean, he he adds extreme talent 
to to that team. And in fact, the entire AFC this year is just going to be insane. Uh, I think all of the AFC, every division in the AFC has just gone all out, and especially, you know, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. That's that's going to be so huge for them. They're going to be competing again. They're going to. They already had a, a solid defense, so I mean, he's going to start making plays again, and that sucks for the Chiefs. That sucks for the Raiders. That sucks for the Chargers. You know that when it for the last couple of years, it's just been as long as you can beat the Chiefs, you're good. You know, uh, but now it's the Chargers are going to compete, the Broncos are going to compete, and Raiders are going to compete. So it's it's going to be a shootout in the AFC. Oh, I know. I no doubt there. I mean, I was just so blown away because I think I read somewhere that they've already made some like 20 moves. And I'll be honest with you. I was kind of rooting for Denver this year because I, they were kind of the underdog for me. And I thought that they were close last year. I thought they were a quarterback away, just a quarterback away from being a contender. And when they made the move with Russell Wilson, I was like, this changes the whole dynamic of where they're going to end up at the end of the season. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they had some needs that, uh, but they ended up signing some players. I mean, they got Randy Gregory on the edge, DJ Jones on defensive tackle, you know, it's, they've, they've improved just with the free agency alone. I mean, really all they have to worry about in the, in the, the draft is maybe getting a corner, maybe getting a tight end, even though really tight ends are hit and miss. I mean, you have your Gronks, you have your, your, um, of course I'm going to forget his name, but for the Raiders, you know, uh, but tight ends aren't really like big in the league anymore. So, but running backs are, are making a comeback. I know that kind of fell apart over the last couple of years. Running game wasn't much. It was all about passing. And I think that they'll, in the draft, they'll go for a running back or, or maybe a corner or maybe even a safety for that matter. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you on that because, like you were saying, running backs are making a huge comeback. And I I truly believe that that's just because we're seeing a stronger presence in the defense as years progress. Um, they're the times in the pocket are getting shorter and shorter. The times to throw the ball are getting shorter and shorter. I mean, you know, I feel like back in the day, I used to be able to watch, you know, Joe Montana, Brett Favre, be able to stand in the pocket all day long and wait to throw a pass. I felt like that people always stacked up the offense, and that was why. Yeah. But I'm seeing so much now where they're just – I mean, they're putting everything that they got into defenses now, and defenses are starting to win games, and that was never the case before. So I was talking about Gronk and, and Darren Waller is, is the name that I wasn't talking about. Oh, Darren coming. Waller, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're standout tight ends in, in the league. But, yes, as far as defense, you will hear me as many shows as I can poss- possibly mention it. Defense wins championships. I'm all about that. I'm always going to be about that. And I believe that the more you stack your defense, the, the better off you're going to be. You can have a subpar offense, but if you have a stellar defense, that's what's going to get you the, the, the trophy. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And being a Bears fan, I've always had the, the defensive mindset. We've always been a defensive team. But I feel like they had the opportunity the last few years and they just didn't make the right decisions. They did, you know, the head coaching, the, the plays they were calling, it just, it wasn't making it for them. And this is really just for my, you know, my own peace of mind here, you know, that I just wish they would make, go out there and make a huge defensive move seeing as that they, they released uh, or they traded Khalil Mack. And I feel like if they had, any chance at, at getting one of these uh, pass rushers? I feel like if they had a chance to do it, I would do it. But like you said, like we talked about before, I don't see one of those packages uh, adding up. And I, I would love to see them make some really good moves this year. I think Ryan Poles was a good choice bringing him over. Uh, but I don't like the the decisions that he's making. I mean, I feel like he got all the credit because he made the Patrick Mahomes choice and bringing him over to Chicago now. You know, I feel like he's making some sketchy choices, which is starting to make me wonder if we made a, a, a smart decision and bring him on as GM. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be, I mean, just like the Las Vegas Raiders, I mean, they have a new GM and new head coach. It's always going to be kind of like, I, I wouldn't say a rebuild, but I mean, you guys got to mold together and, and be able to kind of figure out also with the owner too where you're going to go and, and the kind of mindset you're going to go with. I mean, obviously everybody's just about, you got to go out and win, but you got to figure out a solid game plan to win. How, right. how are you going to rebuild your team? How are you going to make those adjustments? How are you going to instill the trust within your players with your style of whether it be coaching or being the GM and the moves that you make in the draft and free agency, like, you know, if they don't, if, if your star players don't like what you're doing, they may not go out and do perform to the best of their ability. They may just say, Hey, I, I only have one year left of my contract. I'll go play and that's fine. And then next year I'm going to go get a big contract from another team that actually is ready to win and actually has the same mindset as I do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that there are teams at times that do have that mindset or players that have that mindset where they're like, we're not going anywhere this year. Just give me the ball. Let me get my yards. And, you know, I'll, I'll go put myself in a position to win in free agency. And I kind of feel like that's what happened with Khalil Mack, to be honest, because his his numbers slowly declined in Chicago after leaving at that time, the Oakland Raiders and, you know, Going now to the Chargers, that's going to be, I bet you, his numbers double comparatively to Chicago. So it, it, I, I believe his numbers will, will be more like what he was on the Raiders than he was on, on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I feel like that any player that leaves Chicago has doubled the success that they had here. <laughs> but uh you know, that's just the way it is for, for a lot of us Chicago fans. We always say maybe next year, but uh, we're going to start wrapping it up here on taking a stance on sports. It has been an awesome time having you here, Frields. I definitely appreciate you coming on the show, and I definitely want to give a shout-out again. Make sure you tech, check out the Frields Daily Show. It is fantastic. If you're into football, if you have a football mindset, 
you are going to be hooked on this show, no doubt. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, and I look forward to actually having you on my show at some point. Hey, that sounds fantastic, and uh, we'd definitely love to have you again anytime, and we look forward to the NFL draft. I look forward to hearing some of your episodes. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Fields. This has been another episode of Taking a Stance on Sports. Thank you, everyone, for coming out, and we'll catch you on the next episode. See you.